I can hear Tony sneaking out of his room, which it sounds like something from a horror film. Like, <laughs> like this just that's the sneaking sound. Like, you, you could you could tell he wasn't he was tiptoeing. So I'm gonna do a vape. Delightful. We then proceeded on to other things. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello, and uh, welcome to Banter Behind the Five Rings. Uh, fuck. No, that's not right, is it? It's, no, legends it's, of the, it's Legends of the Iron Throne, right? Yes. No, welcome to Banter Behind the Throne. Yep, that's the one. This is episode 75. So this is therefore our Silver Jubilee. Well done, everyone. To celebrate this, we have a massive bumper episode coming up. And so you'll get the regular amount of, uh, should we call it, diamond chat. (laughs) (laughs) Just for you, you guys. So today we're going to have a quick look at the newly spoiled and out later on this week, uh, Tyrell Deluxe Box, uh, The House of Thorns. And then we're going to do a report on the recent UK team championship that was held in Milton Keynes. Uh, and we're also going to do a rundown of what happened at the final 2017 Road to Stalag event that was held in Glasgow. Uh, it was called the Siege of Winterfell. I'm joined by all three members of the House Bolton Wanderers. More on that later on, obviously. Uh, my uh, regular co-hosts, Mr. David Bamford. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, Dave? Lovely, thank you. How are you? I am very good, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Thomas Peel. Hello. How you doing, Peel? I'm fine, my hiccups are gone now. They're gone? Oh, that's a yeah. news. I, I held I my breath, mate. It was a beautiful experience. I didn't die as well. Um, fun fact, actually, it's technically impossible for a human to hold his breath until he dies. Yeah, unless, there you go. Unless, uh, unless some duct tape is involved, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not voluntary, that, is it? Uh, that is true. Well. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, our special guest for this episode to help us break down uh, happenings at both the aforementioned events is the winner of the CG Winterfell. Uh, please welcome, welcome Mr. Wedge. How are you doing, Wedge? I'm not too bad. How are you, Tony? I am, as mentioned, very, very good indeed. I'm much better than I was yesterday. The Haribo is all out of my system. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Less about that, the better. Um, let's crack on and uh, have a quick look at anything interesting that... Uh, is in the Terrell box. Uh, there's quite a lot in the Terrell box. There's a lot of green cards. The green cards are, you know, green. We know a lot about them already. Um, anyone got anything in particular that they want to say about anything that is spoiled for the Tyrell box? The war trade. The war trade. Are you talking about the plot? I'm talking about the plot with the war trade. Ah, tell us about it. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, Tony. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll give you a rundown what it's called then, right? It's called Besieged. It's a neutral plot. 561, Reserve 5, Siege, War. Uh, it has a passive text on it which says at least one character must be declared as a defender in each challenge, if able. Now, I would think, Poole, that as a Greyjoy player, you wouldn't be a big fan of this one. You say that, but what happens if um, you've got the lovely, lovely boys that you, you know, for example, there's two cards I'm thinking of, um, which will go very nice, Theon, for example. Um, if they've only got one military icon on the board, they have to defend with that. Mm. And Theon won't count his strength, therefore you can kneel out, for example, one of their biggest beasties on the board. Or same with Balon, similar thing. You know, you, you can kneel out people from the board, making you get through that unopposed challenge later, which is that, fantastic. That, that was what was uh, what is known as a leading question, mate. Well done, because I'm also <laughs> thinking, <laughs> I'm also thinking your reading longships and the like can be uh, used for that kind of stuff. It's good stuff. It's got good stats, and it's um it's got to be pretty good in targ, surely, for uh, burning the shit out of things. Isn't it lovely, lovely radio when Peel's been playing recently and he knows vaguely what he's doing? Mm, he's like, no, I, I can answer that question. I, I've irrelevant experience. But yes, Peel. I know of two cards which are very useful in this situation, and I will demonstrate my knowledge now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what podcasting's for, mate. Tell us all the, you know, we want to know your, know your, hit us with your uh, knowledge. 
Mm. Hit you with a little bit of a... Let's have a little look at my code deck and see what it's going to match with in there. Do you like any of the Greyjoy cards? Uh, well, we reviewed one of them. No, we didn't. We reviewed two star cards, didn't we? Mm. <laughs> yes. Just because it had the word auxiliary in it, Peel, didn't make it a Greyjoy card. <laughs> Most of the time it does, you know. Most of the time it does. Um, <laughs> but it let did. me just have a little look. Yeah, auxiliary from Save or Discard, which, of course, we forgot to discuss yesterday. Uh, mm. The fact that you can use him on Varuses makes him quite good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, he's all right. I've come around to it. I mean, now we're all finally convinced that he's real and he's not uh, fake. <laughs> As was suggested by some uh, uh, people online today. Um, yeah, I think he's kind of all right. He's still boring-ish, but he's well, he's not as boring as the last half is, but he's, uh, he's, he's, he's all right. He's all right. And there's all kind of flea bottom bullshit. I imagine you could probably do with them. And yeah, very good. Uh, Dave, anything in particular that kind of sticks out in the box? As a whole, I think it's the most interesting box we've got so far. Mm. Because I think the Tyrell cards are more interesting than the in-faction cards in most of the last boxes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every house, at a, at a quick glance, has something either just really good or really interesting. So when mm. the start cards are boring, they are good. And uh, like the Mar- both Martel cards are really interesting. And, mm, thing. and obviously there's this lovely little like Maesters sub-theme running through it, which is uh, making me pretty excited to get my hands on it later this week. I think, mm. I, I, think I expected like um, another Maester or two in the box. Okay. Because um, there's, I know there's the the little chads, the set of their novices, and there's a Tyrell Maester, right? There's that Balabar or whatever. Yeah, and Ebros. Yeah, and Ebros. I think I expected, you know, at least another one, but I guess that's all going to be in the in the next cycle. So. Is there any Wildling stuff in this box? There is not, not that I can see. Because the last three boxes have all, like, fed into the Wildling theme. Hmm. As as part of their neutral cards, so. I can imagine that what they'll be doing from now on is most of the neutral cards going towards Maesters and Wildlings mm. in the boxes. I don't think there's a Wildling in the in there at all. I don't think there's anything. I mean, the Night's Watch stuff is uh, janky and a bit shit, I guess. The small Paul's, a, you know, a steward or whatever. Clive Costa does something when he leaves play, which is, a, I don't know, when he's killed, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I mean, there are Maesters in the first pack, aren't they? There are, They've already yeah. spoiled one in there. So there, there are maesters coming, which is thematically appropriate at the beginning of the fourth, the fourth book, mm-hmm. when that is the, the first time we see the Citadel, is this point in the cycle, isn't it? The first pack's called, what, the Archmaster Key or something? Yeah, exactly. It's all about jacking and going Yeah, so uh, so that's that's my main comment. Uh, look at all the lovely maesters. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose a card that I quite like to play, Bend the Knee seems pretty strong. Yeah, it's a little be. niche. I like the look of Brienne. I like the I think be people attempting to kind of uh, do some jank shit with that. Yeah, it's it's very much a how quickly can we break her? Yeah, now we'll see what's coming. Wedge, what about yourself? Uh, there's a couple of things that stand out. I like uh, the extra support for the lady, the lady trait right at my alley. Yeah, and, um, the Hound also plays into the House Florent Knight death quite nicely. Is another way of returning one to the other. It gets back to hand, doesn't it? Yeah. As well as its more obvious aggro. And it's another case, it is, but uh, yeah, so it works well with the new game. Got the emissary of the high tower that could work quite nicely in a little combo deck if you're running saves as events. What does that do? Oh right, gets the event out your disco bar. Yeah. Yeah, puts it into play. So, for example, if you're ever at play, you ambush, you know, ambush that in. Oh no, I'll draw this event, save that character. I've got another character on the board, and I've saved the person I was worried about. Can ambush be triggered in the plot phase, or is that just no? There's no really any gold as a point. Scrap that. Yeah, ambush is just challenges in second edition, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, it's all very, it's all very diverse, I guess, isn't it? It's, there's a couple of knights that seem all right. You know, at the end of the day, there's the knights which make you stronger if you have more knights. The knights which do everything knights um, <laughs> if they're on their own. Yeah, you know what I mean? The knights are attacking or defending alone. Seem a bit shit, if I'm brutally honest. <laughs> you know, and then there's, of course, the uh, the jousting pavilion to make knights knightier. 
See, I'm very good with this. And then there's, of course, Big Mace. Big Mace is our big new seven coster from this pack, which uh, could be a bit of a laugh. No, Big Mace. <laughs> As um, opposed to any other version of Mace. Any other Mace. No, he's Big Mace. <laughs> you know, he's, like, he's, mm-hmm. the guy, he's, he's Big Mace from down above, he's, you know. He's yeah. Big Mace. Like, have you seen the picture of him? He's big. He's he is. Mace. He's pretty big. Yeah. Like, the thing about Big Mace is that Big Mace seems fantastic and all synergistic and kind of bouncy and janky and stuff, but there doesn't seem to be a hell of a lot in... Uh, outside of the high tower. there's not a lot in the box to kind of support what he does because I think it printed it all already. Mm. Your flea bottom and all the existing kind of jumping in and jumping out stuff that uh, kind of Tyrell already has. It's like this is this is like a final cogging kind of all of that stuff. I'm sure there's more stuff to come, but again, I think a, a bit like the Maester stuff. I think I expected to see more kind of jumpy Tyrell stuff to go along with him, but it's maybe because that stuff's already here. Yeah, the obvious synergies with House Floor at Night is just so wonderful. There is one thing that scares me in a in a way, and I don't like it at all. Do you mean now, in general, or as far as plots go? Is now it comes to war. That's yeah. going to piss me right off. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. Because, like, you know, Intrigue, I'm not that strong on, if I'm really honest, playing as my houses generally. You know, I've got Intrigue icons on the board, but they're only to get the first challenge through. There's not really much intent of ever really making a win that way. And now, of course, they can choose to do military claim. Um, and there's a lot of Lannister tech, which gives you... Well, there's some Lannister tech, which can give you two Intrigue challenges. Mm-hmm. Each time you can get double powers, you can increase the claim of your power challenge, which could transfer into Intrigue challenge. You can just basically wipe a board. It's it's almost a board wipe for certain houses. It's, it's annoyingly nice. So you're worried about basically having three challenges made on you that turn into military? Yeah, which some could be amplified, possibly even four. That's four military challenges around. That's a pain in the arse. It's both, uh, both players, of course. So if your opponent plays this against you, and you flip Rise of the Kraken Peel, then uh, you go first and you just apply six claim to them. And, <laughs> oh. and then you'll be fine. <laughs> Is that usable in melee? That's the <laughs> <laughs> right, does that apply in melee? Because if oh, I put that right... Ooh, baby. <laughs> that looks like the board's empty, lads. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how we made that last challenge with no characters. <laughs> It's irrelevant. <laughs> I've got saves. I'm not that scared, really, am I? Let's be honest. That's, an ins- that's a stupid melee card. How dare you even suggest it? <laughs> Looks like I'm going to intrigue. Oh, look, you've got no one to defend. Military claim on you. Damn it. <laughs> oh, what? I don't know. Why bother? The line's too pretty fucking annoying. The, the Lanny attachment that binds the shit back to hand. Uh, but they've got other things that do that already. It's just because it's a surprise ambush card, which is... Uh, Fucking annoying. Um, yeah, I think I think all the plots are interesting. All the plots are very interesting. I think the plot games just kind of uh, been made uh, much more diverse and interesting. There's a new winter plot. There's a new war plot. There's a new summer plot. There's. It's really annoying that the war plot doesn't have a when revealed. Yeah, so you can't Tyrion's chain the fucker. That's yeah. why I'm. That's why I want war plots. I don't care about that Stark army that doesn't know to attack or defend or whatever it is. I want to play with Tyrion's chain. At the moment, there just aren't enough plots. <laughs> Yeah. to make it worthwhile like it, it can be fun yeah no that's the first thing I thought of actually when I saw both of the war plots is that no none of them are when reviews but yeah very good very interesting out this Thursday everyone out this Thursday uh, two two cards just before we move on quickly what do we think to Words of Wind it seems well very strong but do you like cards that your opponent gets to choose what happens no no you don't I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've I've heard arguments for and against this thing, which is good. Which means it's a kind of nicely kind of rounded card if it kind of splits, you know, if it splits opinion like that. Don't think I'd ever run it. What do you think? I'm um, I'm certainly looking forward to trying it out. Um, the the obviously the argument being your opponent will always choose whatever's worse for you. Yeah. Which is probably generally that you'll get to draw two cards, which is fine. At its, at its worst. So I mean I don't know. I'm a very big fan of trade routes, I must admit. Yeah? Sorry. Yeah. I was just looking at it now, and I'm thinking, I play boats, a lot of boats. They play generally quite a few things. That is very beneficial to everybody involved. That's going to be a happy time all round. That could actually, in theory, you know, I'm not saying it will, but it would be a good backup to trading with the Pentoshi as far as economy goes. You wouldn't be able to play it early on in the game, admittedly, but late on in the game, that would be money. Literally. Quite literally. 
So many levels, you see. <laughs> Does it lose initiative to political disaster? Yeah. Political disaster is 4 3 1, right? Oh, yes. And trade routes is 2 2. So. It was a 1. So you'd. So, yeah, whoever fought political disaster would get to. Uh, would get to trigger that before you triggered your trade routes if you happened to uh, if they happened to clash, which is a uh, probably deliberate, yeah, I imagine. It's just not there's lots and lots of little synergy things they've added in. Like look at all this synergy we're going to throw. It. Nice. Look at all this, ty- this Tyrell synergy. Thought you'd seen enough Tyrell cards. Haha, I have some more. And this is all the stuff you kind of. This is interesting because this is all the evergreen stuff. This isn't go- this isn't going to rotate out, right? So all this stuff's kind of uh, basically going to stay about until the game dies. So exactly, the of the South is like a standard in all friggin' Tyrell decks to the end of time. That's just exactly. why, why wouldn't it? Be? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? It's lovely. I like it. Um, everyone, all right with that? Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's go on to the meat of this then. Let's talk about Glasgow now. Obviously, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's not actually talk about Glasgow. I'd have, uh, we'd be here all day. Um, but I wasn't there. But the CJ Winterfell event was held a few weeks ago in Glasgow, which was the final Road to Stalag event for 2017. Mr. Bamford and Mr. Wedge were both in attendance. So how did it go? Well, I don't know about you, Dave, but it went all right for me. <laughs> yes, it did. Congratulations, sir. Yes. It was, it was going well for me, and then <laughs> it went badly, and then the next day it went really well again. So, uh, yeah, I had a... I had a sine wave of emotion. That was quite fun. Do you want to uh, take us through your your weekend wedge, as it were? Yeah, yeah, that kind of make, it makes sense actually. Bear in mind that we have we've had a certain amount of consistency in interviewing champions recently. Peel should use yeah. his his questionnaire, his you know his uh, his champion Fine tested method, mate. You know, let's be honest. To yeah. interview I'm champions. Looking forward to being questioned by Peel. I have to exactly. say. Then not yeah. just about. And not just a what should I do during this game wedge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wedge, I don't know what's going on at this point. Can you please advise? Well, you're fucked. Ah, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> Trigger Victorian, Peel. Trigger Victorian. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we won't get to that. Just be buried in the history. Anyway, so <laughs> it was the morning of the tournament wedge. Was it sunny or rainy when you woke up? Um, somewhere in between, overcast, maybe. Oh, uh, that is neither, actually. Uh, probably should think of more weather than sunny or rainy. Was it raining or not? Well, you're in Glasgow, so it's probably raining. Well, uh, staying in Edinburgh and commuting each day. Oh, that's fine. Edinburgh, there's sunshine and rainbows and lollipops and employment. For some. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? What did we have, Bamford? I don't. I don't think I had any breakfast. I don't think I had any breakfast. I think it was breakfast. Yeah, I think the first thing I ate was KFC or possibly some toffee. I think someone got me some coffee, maybe on the morning. <laughs> so so far, you're not eating breakfast. You just kind of left the thing mildly hungover? Question mark. Yeah, sure. It's the tournament. It was it's pretty standard. It was more. Less hungover and more just brutally tired, right? Because <laughs> we went to bed at like 6am. Yeah, I blame Rowan. I blame Rowan. <laughs> When's your MOG to anyway? Because we need to check this out as well. I'm going to have to go through all of them. I need to find out when your MOG is due. If your MOG is due recently or close to the tournament, you're normally in good stead so far from what my statistics tell me. Uh, MOT's February, March time. I might be okay for Starlock then because my MOT is in a couple of weeks. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. He's winning Starlock. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, seeing as currently it's like 50 50 now, whether the MOT is due near to the tournament or not. Red's <laughs> just kind of thrown the, the scale out a little bit, but it's fine. He also didn't eat breakfast. What was your drink of choice on the day? Coffee, I guess. Uh, it's not. It's not the same. <laughs> This is throwing all my stats out. It is caffeinated. It is. It is caffeinated, but mildly caffeinated, not Red Bull caffeinated. Well, Darren's drink of choice was Dr. Pepper. Dr. So, Pepper is caffeinated. Yeah, 
Exactly. Okay, when you're playing against opponent, would you rather he had a beard or be clean-shaven? Why are we shaming the opponent's male? Uh, well, same question, but would you rather she have a beard or be uh, clean-shaven? Oh, I see. Um, I, I'm quite happy either way, Neil. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if a woman sat across from me and had a full beard, I'd probably be a little bit taken back. I'd be like, oh, what's going on here? Okay, nice. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that we could do in the morning. During your drive, did you see anything peculiar on your way to Glasgow? He went to Glasgow, of course he did. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, besides the usual Glaswegian things. Mm. Um, there's some quite quite fancy art on the side of some of the buildings on the drive into Glasgow. That was quite, quite nice. Nah, it is coming up in the world. Um, are you a Rangers or a Celtic fan? Oh, I can't remember what Tony told me I was supposed to say. The answer, the, answer is always, the answer is always party. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't give him the answer. You do, you've got to choose. And then you just, if you're ever asked that question, you just go party this. Correct. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know that, Peel? Is this like a... Because Tony explained it to me, how he survived the Glaswegian schools. Oh, okay, right. That's fine then. <laughs> That was how Tony survived up there. Because if people ask you if you're in Edinburgh, if you're in, if you're in Glasgow and you get asked whether you're Celtic or Rangers, you're you've got a fifty-fifty chance of being stabbed unless you say one answer and then you're fine. That's not true. That's not true, uh, Peel. You have a hundred percent chance of getting stabbed, which is why you see Partick Thistle. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, there's always the thing is though, if they're Celtic fans asking you if you're like so and so, then you have you, you can just kind of go along with it. You can normally tell Celtic fans, I find. Because of the scarves. If they're, yeah, and the green. They wear green. You know, you can just see. If they're not if they're wearing anything green, you know they're probably a Celtic fan, and you're fine, so whatever the hell you want. We've got Ginger here and they're dancing a jig. <laughs> <laughs> Best live game of football I've ever seen. Uh, the crowd are amazing. If you were to, for example, do the drive again, what would you do differently? Just go faster. Always go faster. Oh, that's true. That is true. If you could drive to the tournament in a car of any choice, you get your choice of car. Which car would you go to your tournament in? Um, I guess it depends on some practical considerations, like how many people I'm driving there. There's often more than two people in the car, whereas most of the fanciest mm-hmm. cars only have two seats. That is true. What if it's just you and, I don't know, Bamford? Uh, Quite nice to drive in some kind of McLaren. That would be nice. Okay. This is exciting, Wedge. <laughs> Little mandate. <laughs> you could you could have the roof down. It'd be fantastic. Um, I've got a couple more questions in regards to the day. But when you won, what was the first thing you did? When I won. Yeah, when you won the tournament, you won the tournament, and you, then you did something. Everyone has an action. Did you do a fist pump? Um, did you decide to do the worm on the floor? You know, various things like that. I think it was more a case of relief. I think I just kind of collapsed in my chair. Hmm. How long did the tournament go on for? Um, it wasn't overly long. We had the Swiss on the one day and the cut on the next. It wasn't a huge tournament, so it was fairly relaxed. The, I mean, the semi-final was very long, though. Even though it was a single elimination, it was a very long game, and the final was a best of three. So What? Best the of final three, was maybe. a best of three? Yes. The final was a best of three, yes. Oh, what? Why? I didn't ask. (laughs) It just sounds like if you win the first one, you'd be so jolly. You'd be like, yeah. And someone just leans over and goes, it's best of three. And you'd just be like, ah, you bastard. And then if you lost the next one, all the pressure's on. Did you manage to go, you know, two straight away off the bat? Or did you go one? Was it like a mighty comeback? Or was it just pure domination? Um, in those are the options. I'm going to have to say it's pure domination. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your opponent in the final? Evan. Oh. Our ah. actual champion, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Currently. Currently, until next year, when we get another um, EVUKNC, I think, is how it would go. I can't remember. Um, right, okay, so you beat Evan in the final. Uh, bless him. How, did you win um, the two and then have a draw midway through? Or was it just kind of. Sorry, what was that? When you played, sorry, what was the order of wins? Sorry, I do apologise. 
against Evan or in the yes. whole no, I guess Evan specifically. I'm, I'm amazed by this three. I, I don't get this three rounds to finish it off. I feel like that's. Oh, well, you said it was I, like I the first two, so there was no third round. Ah, oh, all right. That's well, that's <laughs> domination. Well, yes, but yes, you know, I'm just reading the results now. I'm looking at your your thing. You had a strength of schedule of 2.8. Oh, very nice. Um, you have you were playing Tyrell, the Brotherhood without banners. Fantastic, and you went. You did have one defeat, though. Who was that defeat to? Sorry, earlier on. Was that Evan? Oh, it was the King of Swiss game, yeah. I, mm. uh, I clearly was lulling him into a false sense of security for later. Yeah, he propped him up there and then took him down in the final. Uh, Dave, you did play. You turned up. <laughs> I guess eight feel. It's hardly disgraceful. You won the first three, and then you just seem to like lose everything after that. Yeah, well, uh, Wedge gave me a spanking. And then I don't really know what happened the last game. I made some pretty horrendous mistakes, and then I just kind of got Lannister and frayed to death. And it was kind I, of... I, really, I, I do notice, Dave, you are playing Stark now. I feel like that's a little bit... It's you know, maybe not. Isn't it? Why, aren't you, why aren't you playing Martell? Well, I haven't actually played Martell for quite a while. Like, lots of it anyway, have I? Played a little bit here and there. Played a lot of it last year. But mm, this so. year, I've, you know, it became popular again, and I, and I stopped. Quite right. <laughs> see, I like this. Uh, this is quite a nice little way of looking at things. You can see wedges details, and then you've got e- es um, t c u k n c. You should change your name to that on Joseph Pavilion. <laughs> huh? Can I do that? No, you, you can't. can't. You no. can. I don't think he will, but he should. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. Um, in regards to um, your general attitude, Wedge, into life, do you drink the milk from the cereal bowl? Do I want now, sorry? Do you drink the milk from the cereal bowl? So when you finish your, I don't know, crunchy nut, for example, uh, not that you eat crunchy nut, you may eat anything. I'm not here to judge. I eat personally Cocoa Pops because why wouldn't I eat sugar, sugary versions of my favourite sugar um, anyway in the first place um, and then when you're finished you get the milk so it's almost like an after dinner like after breakfast like your breakfast treat and you can either drink the milk but some people are very disgusted at the fact you drink the milk and look at you with like really abstract eyes um, when you pick up your bowl and sit it down at their table um, and I was just wondering if you two do the same or whether you're one of these people who goes ooh that's odd I drink the milk damn right there we go <laughs> <laughs> Kids, and that's what you've got to remember. Okay. Yes. yes. I think we're definitely finding out a lot about you in this interview. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're finding out lots and lots about you in this interview. I'm, uh, okay. I'm having my eyes opened to uh, to all this information about yourself. I'm not finding out much about Wedge though. What is it you wanted to know? I want to know about his. I want to know. I think what everyone wants to know. Uh, what well, that. Yeah, they want to know about his deck. Well, in theory, yes, they do want to know about his deck. I think everyone does. This. I've had people PM me about your deck. <laughs> Let's try and find out what Wedge is like. What, 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 you wedge, what is it? And I'm just like, I'm not telling you. That's that's a secret. In that case, should we just not ask him about it? <laughs> I, th- I thought there was a plan. We never, you know, we never mention people's decks on there, do we? Um, that's not true at all. Well, you know. <laughs> That's not I feel if Wedge has built this deck which is conquered and destroyed and done things, do we really want to ruin it to the world? You know, let's be honest. It's also more that we we we've, we've started to get into a habit of really annoying our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and this would be another thing that really, really annoyed them. Yeah, but, that would be. But I can't help I I can't help thinking that actually I'd quite like to know about the deck as well. So Wedge, tell us about the deck. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah. Really, really, we've got to the question. We're there. Yeah. It only took us 45 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I like to dance around. <laughs> Full play. <laughs> Go for it, Wedge. Tell us all about it. Well, I actually don't want to smile too much because, you know, it's new and interesting and people haven't been playing Brotherhood. I keep watching new tournaments come out, expecting people to be trying it and doing well with it, but no one's even attempting anything with it other than right at the bottom of tournaments. Um, it was really just a fun deck. Um, it, you can do something different with it every turn and every game. You've got a lot of different options with the, with the agenda. It just seemed like it'd be fun. I didn't really think it'd be that good. 
doubt that it was. I think that I, I think that's fair, and that I don't think anyone thought it could necessarily be that good. I've I've messed about with it a little bit, and I think you're absolutely right in that it's a really really fun agenda. It's really good to just, as you say, every round is different. You choose a different character to get a different keyword every time. You adapt as the kind of as the game goes on, and it's great fun making basically a brotherhood deck out of pretty much any house. Is kind of gives you a kind of challenge to. To, to kind of have have an interesting game and but I kind of almost get why people are a bit shocked that it won a tournament, especially a tournament with you know a certain amount of prestige on it in that you know it's a road to start like event. Um, but then, you know there's 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 timing, but there's also I think and you can poo poo me if you like. I think there's a lot of skill required to play a deck like that at a tournament like this. So I don't think that can be discounted. It's one thing people saying. Oh, tell us, tell us what the deck is. We're going with all the secret weapons and stuff that's in the deck. I don't think there were necessarily any secret weapons in the, in the deck, mate. I think the secret weapon was you. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that there is a secret weapon necessarily. I find it hard to kind of give a good, easy, general description of it. I think you could make a decent brotherhood deck out of at least half of the houses, based on what they have and the different strengths that they could bring to it. Um, I think Targaryen and Night's Watch particularly are good options. Mm. I just went Tyrell. It worked for mm. Why did you choose Tyrell? Is there anything particularly that drew you to them? Uh, intimidate. Yeah. Yeah. You had a bit of uh, a tasty time with King Renly's host, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, mm. King Renly's host plus the intimidate off the agenda means you're kind of playing a weird Neil deck that wants to go first. It was very frustrating to play against. Um, yeah, I've just I've been messing about with Brotherhood myself, Night's Watch Brotherhood, and it's uh, might not be the most competitive deck in the world, but Jesus, is it a lot of fun? And that's that's important. It's very important. What were your uh, key neutrals? Like, did you play lots of Freys or Wildlings, or was it just good stuff? Uh, I guess Dallas the key key one, just for the crazy amount of draws you can get you. Classic Wildling Scout, Flea Bottom, Dalla combo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as Dave says, Dala, Wilding Scout, Flea Bottom is the most insane combo. And favourite game of the day? Aside from, I mean, obviously you winning it was, you uh, can't be ignored, but uh, yeah, what's your, what, what were the best things that happened to you that day and what were the worst things that happened to you that day? Um, the worst game was probably against Caitlin. Martel? Uh, yeah, because she's a horrible person uh, <laughs> to play against her. Uh, but mostly because she drew lots of Gaston Graves and I mostly just drew duped characters. And so we spent most of the game neither of us throwing any challenges because I couldn't afford to put mine into a challenge on attack and she couldn't win anything on, on attack back against me. So we, we finished on about 8-7 or something like that after time was called. It was painful and slow and neither of us enjoyed it. I guess the best or most interesting game was uh, the semi-final against Tamas. He's obviously a, it's a legend of second edition and was again playing his Night's Watch deck trying to take down I think his like, 12th Road to Stark event this year or something that he would have won. Yeah. And so that was a pretty big challenge. Um, a pretty interesting game. It was long and tricky and an interesting one. It's a shame that one wasn't recorded and some of the other ones were yeah, it was a really interesting to game game to watch. I probably saw about three quarters of it in parts, and it was uh, it was quite fun to watch. I mean, obviously, I was I was team wedge all the way, so mm. I did enjoy the uh, the outcome. Not to take anything away from the other finalist, but I bet you're glad that you didn't have to play a best of three against Thomas. You're quite right. <laughs> In fact, when we started the game in the semi-final, he like he just double-checked with me that we were just doing a, a single elimination game and it wasn't best of three in the semis as well. And I was like, yeah, ours is just a one-off. It's only best of three in the final. And he was like, well, personally, I prefer a best of five, but I know that not everybody would enjoy that. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> God, can you imagine right there. And you did, And you beat Dave as well during the day, yeah? 
Dave, that sadly was my easiest game of the entire weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No no offence to Dave, that's just how the game went. Most of the games are pretty close, that one wasn't. (laughs) It was not pretty at all. I had a decent amount of power, I think, in that game, I can't remember. But it was not pretty. Both of my losses, I drew no economy for like three rounds and was just like yay I think you got a king's road at the start and then nothing for the rest of the game yeah um, so I've been trying to remedy that in uh, in recent rebuilds Ooh, but, uh, yeah but the less the less about the mechanics of my Stark Fealty decks curve the better that's <laughs> not a topic that we want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but I had a good time. It was a fun tournament. It's nice to meet some new people because there's a lot of people in Scotland that uh, that was my first time in Scotland. Mm. So a lot of people I I hadn't met before um, who don't venture south of the wall too often. And of course, uh, your lovely wife Tony, because she uh, she put us up for the weekend. She did indeed. Yeah, you were guests at my house and I wasn't here. <laughs> I guess both a good thing and a bad thing. I don't know. I, mean, you know I, was, I was down south doing a gig and I was kind of keeping up to date with everything that was happening, both during the gigs themselves and also just socially in general, because my wife wasn't particularly well on the Friday, and but she still went through to Glasgow on the Saturday and Sunday to play. So I was getting updates on how she was, as well as updates on how everyone else was and updates on... You know, can we raid your cupboard for first edition cards? All this kind of stuff. And, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I'm 300 miles away, kind of going out for fuck's sake. It would just be much easier if I was there. But unfortunately, no, as I came north, everyone else headed south. And we bumped into each other for about 10 minutes, Dave. Yeah. And that was that, really. So first, the, the one time they do a decent tournament in Scotland, then I can't make it. But, uh, you know, I'm over that now. Uh, yeah, it sounded, it sounded good. And you didn't mess up my house too badly uh you did drink you well not maybe not necessarily just you but you certainly did drink us out of wine but there was still rum there was still rum in the cupboard when i got home so all good thanks i left you rum well no you didn't you didn't leave me rum there was still my rum that you hadn't drunk so i drunk it all no (laughs) (laughs) i still have a trick up my sleeve or two (laughs) so quite content with that but yeah shame i missed you all Dave, you had some uh, shit to do on the Sunday. Oh, yeah. I, I had a fantastic Sunday doing what I love most, which is playing uh, House of Dreams Door in Solar, which is just the most fun deck to play in any card game in the history of card games. I mean, I've played some other lovely card games in the last few weeks with Wedge, but this is a, this is a particularly lovely deck to play. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as, as you're well aware, Tony, I, um, I borrowed your Martel cards at, like, 2 o'clock on Saturday Saturday night, built my uh, my classic deck, uh, took it to the first edition side event on the Sunday, and got paired against Wedge in the first round. Uh, so I sat there and watched him play Tamas, and then time was called in the first edition, and he was still playing Tamas. I was like, well, I think I win this game. <laughs> uh, and then I went on to uh, to beat Rowan and Ian and your lovely wife, Helen. And, and I won all the first edition. You won the first edition? I won the first edition, yeah. So that was lovely, that one. Nice. Wedge and I have exactly the same trophy to show how great I am at card games. <laughs> he won the 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 main event, and I won the important event, and we have the same to show for it, as long as you don't count intangible prizes like uh, free holidays. And first one buys it. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of you is paying to go to Star Lake and one of you isn't, right? Yes, <laughs> that, that is correct. Uh, yeah, uh, so obviously that was that was great. And um, it is confirmed that I will definitely be playing um, Dora Solar on Sunday at Star Lake as well. So I'd forgotten how much it, how much fun it was to play. When you suddenly... Uh, I, had a, I had a really, really bad game against Ian in, the, in what was the final, essentially. And he was ahead for ages. And then I valored and kind of had to keep control... And he misplayed, which allowed me to definitely get back into it, where it was it was looking quite nasty previously by uh, only attacking with one character, so I could game us a fast and back to hand and save myself from the two claim military challenge. Um, mm. But at some point, he just, uh, you know, I flipped to the spears and go from like five power to fifteen power 
in two challenges. And I was like, well, there we go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and it's just, it's so satisfying and so horrifying to watch. I was just like, and now I have three Tricons with Renown that don't deal to attack. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you an idea because uh, Helen did reasonably well at the first edition event on the Sunday, and she was very much enjoying playing her uh, the old the old brand deck, and that seemed to be doing what it usually does. Uh, but she did say that she got absolutely demolished by you. Uh, but she then she then did say that um, she said it was an absolute delight to watch you play first edition. <laughs> oh, that is quite the compliment. Yeah, she said it was a delight, but it was. This is also very much a slight on second edition. I think as well as, well as a compliment to you, she just said the delight seeing someone seeing you know what is essentially a trigger heavy deck and someone knowing exactly what to do when and where and having answers for everything left, right, and centre. Said it was just watching without making your head too big. It was watching a master at work. Ah, uh, that's what Walter said. <laughs> As you took her down and stopped her coming third, I think. No, I think she came third. I don't know. But as uh, she said, it was delightful to see. Oh, that, that's lovely. I'm all made up now. I'm going to get her lots of beer at Starlight. <laughs> oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> well bribed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think, aside from a, a very depressing train journey home, that's probably the, the gist of the, the weekend. Um, although I will share a story from my way up to Scotland because I had to get a train straight from work to Edinburgh and mm-hmm. there was a short stopover in Carlisle yep which is depressing and I started reading a Carlisle like business magazine saying come and start business in Carlisle and uh, and Cumbria I was like okay this is interesting so one of they were saying how great Penrith was I don't know if you've been to Penrith but it's not like a brilliant town it's it's fine there's not a lot there's there. not much there yeah but it's just like we're only three and a half hours from london on the train <laughs> easy for your business meetings i was just like what no fuck off <laughs> and then it was saying how it's like oh there's this bit depressed part of town but we won't talk about that but the entire time i was just looking at the picture of the clock tower and thinking my friend's sister pissed on that was while i was at uni <laughs> and now you're advertising your town with it and uh, that just tickled me all the way up to Scotland. So, uh, yeah, go to Penrith. It's uh, a bastion of British industry. And a smelly <laughs> Only three and a half hours. Only three and a half hours away from London. That'd be like <laughs> me advertising like where I live. Oh, would you like to move in? Why? Well, it's only seven hours drive uh, from Inverness. If you, uh, <laughs> As the crow flies. It's really close. Yeah. As the crow flies, yeah. <laughs> mm. It's a fantastic place to live. I'm not sure why everyone doesn't want to live there, um, especially with it being so convenient uh, and close to London. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, well, once again, congratulations, Wedge. Enjoy your free entry and Champion's Breakfast at Starlake. Thank you. What's a Champion's Breakfast? Is that just kind of like, instead of the usual bread rolls you get given, um, like fresher bread rolls or something? I've always kind of seen it as a... Uh, basically, you've got an hour to kill in the morning now because you you've got a first round buy. Yeah, yeah. You can go and basically eat what the fuck you want while everyone else is uh, trying desperately not to go zero and one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we don't want to go zero and one. However, it happens so often. Mm, yes, it certainly does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well done, guys, and well done, Dave, for thumping people with the solar. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, but now, Houseboat Wanderers. You fucking losers. <laughs> Tell us about your miserable weekend in Milton Keynes. Well, for those of you who remember a year ago, you may recall that Wedge came on this very podcast to talk about the UK Team Championship with us and how great we were that we won the tournament. House Vault and Wanderers, wonderful stuff. We, we won, we won 3-1 in Swiss and won both our games in the top four. Um, I say we... Peel, uh, Peel neglected to win a game until the final. I'll say I, I like I'll, to save the best for last. Yeah, and then of course he won, and that was great. Um, irrelevant, but great. But uh, so we thought we'll we'll repeat our success this year, and uh, we'll we'll go with the same team. And we have our lovely matching playmats from from last year, and we all had uh, swag first edition house cards that were given out at the uh, last three 
years of regionals, Stark, Greyjoy and Barra. So uh, we're all pimped up and ready to go. Um, Wedge, mm. do you want to take us through uh, the deck selection and how you uh, how you decided what we should play? Because you were the, the um, mastermind, really, with some mild input. Yeah, this does seem to be my job each role, each year, is um, choosing the decks we'll play. Uh, at the team events, I like to play decks that have some answers to some of the most popular decks that are floating around. And if you've got Peel on the team, also something that Peel can pilot. <laughs> so this year we went for a, a Barra Fealty deck that I was playing. Uh, it's a reasonably good answer to uh, the Great Joy decks that are everywhere. We went for a Stark deck because that is the answer to everything because it says no one's having any fun. Especially me. <laughs> yes. And um, Pure Greyjoy this year, we went for a, um, a more rushy interaction and uh, went for Lords of the Crossing. Hmm. And uh, how, delightful. how did you find your uh, your deck peel? Did you take to it quite well? Because you were going to come over for uh, for practice on the Friday, weren't you, Peel? And uh, I came back from London early, and Wedge took a day off work. Yes. And then uh, what time yes. did you come over? Um, the next day, about 8 a.m. Yeah. But in my defence, it was my leave. I handed in my resignation from work um, before after you took the days off. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the uh, I'm okay with the evening, but it would have been nice to see you during the afternoon for a game or two. Uh, why couldn't you make it in the afternoon? I didn't even think. If I'm really honest, in the afternoon, I literally slept all day. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I didn't really do much. I woke up kind of about mid-afternoon and was like, oh, I should probably start getting ready. Had like a bath and you know usual kind of things that people do. Uh, got clean and went from there. You got some free drinks on the Friday night, didn't you, Pill? I did. I got a lovely. Uh, I've got a pint of uh, Carlsberg along with a cup of tea. The cup of tea went down the tree. I must admit. Um, top tip: if you're ever kind of drinking in a pub, order a cup of tea midway through when you're about to switch beverage. Uh, and then what you can do is go from the beers to the rums because it's the perfect transition. Oh, you go bit, bit, bit. Exactly. It cleanses the palate, Dave. It, it was delightful. Um, we went out. Um, did that. That was me leaving work. And now I no longer work in a call center. It's fantastic. Don't think I can do that again, ever. Um, I, I'd rather go back to bar work and, and, and actually have fun. So, we turned up to the tournament in Milton Keynes. We drove there. Uh, I believe, no, you drove. I drove I back. Um, I was a little bit hungover that day, I must admit. I wasn't really feeling too with it. I was quite sleepy, you know, from subsequently that night before. I have now... You know, I had my deck, it was given to me, I got explained what the things was, and then me and Wedge had a quick trial game where I played his Neely, Neely, Neely deck, which was so much Neil, but managed to overcome the first adversity, which, to be fair for me, was an achievement. I then won our first round, thank you very much. That was a win, so so you can leave me be on that one. Thank you. Well, you won the first round because it was a buy, right? Yeah, we all won the first round, Dave, thank you exactly. very much. Exactly, yeah. So we, it just one of us. number of teams, they gave us the buyers... As glorious champions? I figured that was only fair, um, to be honest. And I'm going to get up our full tournament report, because I can actually check this now, and it's fantastic. Mm. Um, what does the jousting do? Well, it's amazing. It's like, who do I play? It doesn't matter. It's on jousting for them. Do you want to uh, talk us through our team performance, Wedge? Give us, give us some insight as to how we did. Um, I thought we did pretty well. Um, we're King Swiss, I believe. We did? So that's nice. Uh, Peel won some games this year. I didn't just win some games. I beat decks that I was told I wouldn't beat. I got thrown to the lambs and I still won. Thrown to the lambs. They threw me to the lambs. <laughs> and I came back with a kebab. <laughs> they were so soft and stuffy. <laughs> the lambs. I think I did well personally. Thank you very much. I think I put in a good shift. I think you did very well, Peel. Yeah. I think uh, I, I, I can find the name of that deck, which I'm hopelessly uh, searching through Jouting Pavilion 4. So, yeah, I mean, you were the deciding factor in our last game of Swiss, where I lost and, and you and Wedge won, so... Yeah, that was so a delightful we, bit. We, made, yeah. we, we kinged the Swiss, thanks to your gloriousness. Uh, and yeah. then, again, the same thing happened in the top eight. Peel, so well done. You got us into the top four as well, uh, and then sadly we had a bit, a bit less of a good time in the top four, and, uh, and finished a, a disappointing third. 
which really just isn't good enough. But I mean, are we the most consistent team champions in the UK team championship history? I think we are. First or third? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Windblown, the other, the team that won, Issy and Calvin and Matt, uh, they have a first and a fourth, which just isn't as good. It's just not, unfortunately. Uh, I'd like them to remember that. Yeah. I mean, they tried. They, they put in a good shift, let's be honest. They, they won the final, fair play to them. They had some good decks there. You know, they played, I, it would have been nice to play them again. Um, it would have been. But, uh, alas, we were taken out by the only team who beat us all day, and, uh, our team deserved it too. So that was, that was also nice. Um, fuck you, Sweeney. Fuck you, Caitlin. And fuck you, Sternly. Yeah, but it was kind of nice being taken out by them in a way. It was like, oh, I've been shot in the corner. Uh, it's all over now, kind of thing. It was uh, it was delightful. And, you know, to be fair, we, we had different matchups each time and we still lost. So we couldn't bloody beat them regardless. Yeah. I had the same matchup both games. Well, did you? Oh yes, you, you did the epic re, re yes, you had the rematch. Yeah. Yeah. It was my all day in the Swiss uh, and I somehow managed to beat him in the rematch in the cup. It was a very long, painful game. But you did win and it was delightful. And you can see the joy in your face. So Wedge, you were put you were putting Barrow, right? Yes. How was that? I actually kind of enjoyed it. I was playing a very slow, very controlly Barra fealty. So no renown at all, no big bob, just lots and lots of Neil. Event heavy? Uh, pretty event heavy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was as close a deck as I've managed to make to like a first edition Lanny deck. Ah, Ooh, how unpleasant. But also how very nice. Um, yeah, I, I guess it depends which side of the table you sat on. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, all the games took quite a long time. <laughs> they were fun and they put involved some effort. But mm. I could quite easily kneel out full boards turn after turn in some of the games. There was definitely one game where I only had one character make one challenge or game against me. <laughs> So, yeah, it was quite quite nice, quite interesting, something a bit different. Yeah. So what, you said, that you, see, you said that Sweeney beat you once, yeah? Yes. What was Sweeney playing, Targros again? Uh, no, he was playing Greyjoy Reigns. Oh, oh yeah. that old chestnut. Yeah. And, then, and, what, and what else beat you then? Nothing. Oh, you went 4-1, okay. 5-1? Yeah, 5-1. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, very nice, very pleasant. Sweeney's Good today. Yeah, so, Peel, you won more games than last year, but yes, but last year you guys won, and this year you didn't. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Sensing well, a theme. I lost a game this year, which I didn't last year, and they've lost more games this year by quite a bit. Yes. Last year, I won. I lost three games this year and one game lost. No games, yeah. You didn't win a lot, you didn't lose much last day, yeah? One, one game in the final round of Swiss when it didn't really matter. And we'd already got through, so it was relevant, yeah. Um, so what this says to me, people, is these losers are dragging you down. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say I made positive strides this year. Um, Certainly did. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm definitely the, 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 the up-and-comer, should we say, in, in, in the team. Um I'm like the youth player um, that we've got. Next year, I'll be like scoring like four. Um, that's my target. And then the year after that, I might even win six games. But I don't want to push myself too much. I'm six still looking games. forward to. I'm still looking forward to seeing you top of individual performances next year. I've got a fantastic one. <laughs> yeah, look, guys, I figured out how phones work. I just win all the time. What? Yeah. <laughs> Turn up to like two tournaments, turn up to a regional, win it, and then just be like, well, I'm done for a year, see you at Starlock. I, last year, during the final round of the, during the final, a couple of minutes in, you just hear Peel go, oh, I get it now. And then like five minutes later, he had won. It just, it just happened a little bit earlier for me that day. I could have won, you know, there was another game we could have won. Um, when I played against, um, you know, uh, Mr. Walker. Is it Mr. Walker? Mr. Rebecca. Mr. Rebecca. Mr. Rebecca. Oh, oh Mr. Rebecca. 
I can't oh, believe we have brought this up yet. <laughs> go on, go on. Tell the um, world, I, tell the world what you did, or rather, what you didn't do. Decided I didn't want to save Victorian by discarding two power off him, and instead I decided to kill him and get rid of the four power I had on him. So I could have discarded two and got back one because that's how it works with this. His boat kind of, you know, his, you know the boats that correspond. Um, that's what I could have done. What I actually did was just kill him and then not really think too much of it until I looked at it, until I saw Wedge's face. And I've never seen Wedge pull a face of disgust so quite extreme. She's you look because disgusted faces is kind of what I do. <laughs> yes, but this was another level of disgusted face, and that was the beauty of it. Um, it, it was horrible. I, it was a case of at that point there. It was a, a point. I think well, the worst thing was Wedge could have Wedge was in kind of like a bit of a standoff, really at that point. Uh, was it Rowan you were playing? Yeah, it was Rowan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, you were in a standoff with Rowan, and Dave was in a standoff with Mrs. Richard. Oh um, uh, no, I, I I was winning that game. There, there was no uh, there was little risk at that stage. Right. All right. Yeah. Right. I, you know, deliberately letting challengers go and oppose just to put power on the house card. That we were at that point. Yeah, I had all, I had all the answers. I believe I was 13 power up at the time um, and keeping Victorian would have won me the game because I would have got through one power challenge and one Victorian uh, with the seal of the hand on yes yes it was um, Stanley yeah, really Come yeah on. and I killed him for the rest of my cards I'm just going to yeah. read out this whatsapp correspondence between Peel and Dave and myself Dave I don't <laughs> think you I don't think you appear in this particular conversation but this is this is how the conversation went when I sent you guys a message asking how things were going. <laughs> Peel, Tony, I just lost myself a game. It was sad. Me. But I thought you'd been winning all day, mate. Oh, wait, hang on. Peel. Well, I won the first one. But then I decided to kill my Victorian for apparently no reason. Me. Well, that seems odd. Usually keeping characters alive is better than killing them. But what do I know? Peel. Well, I could have saved him, but I didn't see an iron mines, so I killed him when he had four power on. Yep, I saw first edition in my eyes. I mean, <laughs> hasn't he got a reaction thing? Never mind, I'm sure you had a good reason. Peel. He does have a reaction thing. They all learned something. <laughs> Open yet there for you, for everyone, just to see <laughs> how the mind of a champion works. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though I did learn something I didn't do it again yeah you never will with a seal of the hand I think we did the seal of the hand on him as well that's ridiculous <laughs> and I also had um, I've had dupes on other characters as well so just did keeping him alive did you save any of those or did you just decide to fuck off the dupes <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got his cause in thinking I'll, I'll pass reactions <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Wedge making that face again <laughs> Pure disgust. I think I think we then said, if he's got all that power on him, then how are you supposed to read the reaction, right? Stupid SFG <laughs> printing useful abilities on cards you can't see. <laughs> he was very loaded, um, for lack of a better term. He was he had a lot of power on him. Um, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, he was doing the debate. Right? That's the problem. He was too good. Yeah, he was. <laughs> It was one of those rare, lovely things that just occurs in life, and it's too good to be true. So you, so you guys came third. Mm-hmm. Did you get any get any swag? Did you get slagged off by who won? Was it the? It was the London guys that won, right? Uh, yeah, it's Issy and Calvin and Matt. Um, when we played them, it was quite fun because uh, Peel got to play against the uh, the Wonder Woman Cersei deck, piloted by Matt Herdman, and uh, that was quite stressful to watch <laughs> as Peel forgot his reactions and it just didn't matter he's just claiming so much power <laughs> he's just like oh, I forgot that I've got he's like it's too late you forgot it he's like fine double other post two claim renown 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 and I win dominance so alright yeah you can't claim that power fine I wouldn't use this battle instead ah! yeah um, I, I'm gonna get Peel a play map printed with the uh, timing structure on it so he forget. He's basically going to print me out a rules menu. <laughs> yeah, I might just buy him a rules book for Christmas. But yeah, but no, uh, the, the prize support for uh, the people who didn't win was mostly, um, you know, uh, alt art cards and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, which were all nice, but 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got lots of unofficial alt cards now. Mm. Mm. Really wanted that map. That map was nice. And the trophy. Um, it would have gone well with my other trophy. Was there I could a have trophy two trophies. trophies? I didn't see one. There was, the tro- there was trophies for something. Whether they were for Thrones or whether they were for Star Wars is another map. It was definitely trophies. Oh, okay. well, yeah. It was, uh, there was other team championship stuff going on, wasn't there? It was, yeah, there was X-Wing going on, um, there was something else, um, the other one that's not X-Wing, but it's a little bit bigger, but smaller, but bigger. Armada? I don't know, yeah, I didn't, yeah. No, there were, there were people playing Imperial Assault, but there were people playing the variant that uses, like, airfix models for snowspeeders <laughs> and 8080s and stuff, like an epic version that somebody well, homebrewed on the internet. So there's, like, yeah, you can get, like, 8080s and stuff from some Airfix-esque kind of company, uh, and they're just about the right scale, or at least nice. they're a reasonable scale to use with the models, and it looks awesome. Very nice. I haven't seen that. Um, I, I was, uh, I was uh, a bit offended by um, some comments <laughs> I received from some newer players at the team event. Ooh. Yeah, Adam East came up to me, and he was just like, Bamford, you, you shit all year, and then sometimes you come along and win team events, and... Uh, and first edition events, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I could I could do things a year ago when everyone was new and I was running purely on you know muscle memory, and and the muscle memory still works for first edition, and it still works when Wedge picks my matchups for me. Uh, <laughs> That's the beauty of team events. You can kind of you know you know what you're going into uh, beforehand, and it's quite a nice little, you know, you, if you can pick a house, it does help because obviously. You know, Greyjoy aren't strong against certain houses, and as are Tyrell, and you know, as is everyone, there's certain houses which just kind of trump others. And if you can pick that going in, it does make a big difference. Uh, it really does. Have you uh, have you heard about Josh's team, Tony? No, go for it. Okay. So last year, Josh's team came bottom of the thrones and mm-hmm. won a wooden spoon, and then mm-hmm. the fo- the next day they came bottom of X Wing and won a wooden spoon, and this year they came bottom of thrones and one and wooden spoon and then and then in x-wing on the sunday Steve won his first team tournament game Yay. in four tournaments and they didn't come bottom and so now they only have three spoons they only have one each which is kind of that's quite upsetting in a way you know they um, won one each and you know one a like a, a sharing one <laughs> a dessert yeah <laughs> Ones I have on Christmas. Yeah, there's like, if we keep this up, we'll have one each for soup and one each for dessert. But as it stands, we can only eat one liquid course. <laughs> it's always a shame when you're only restricted as that one liquid course in a, <laughs> in a meal. Um, I find it is a problem on a daily basis. When you've only got one spoon, you're only allowed that one liquidy meal. <laughs> Making that choice between custard and soup is bloody impossible. Mm, well... We talk about the real issues here, Bill. I'm allowed to find the throne. Yeah, this is why a lot of people get into these kind of collectible and competitive games, isn't it? It's to complete their cutlery draw. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people, that's all they've ever wanted, you know, just a reliable uh, reliable spoon collection. I mean, if if we team up with Josh Wedge, then we could have uh, a liquid course and some beers together with our, with our lovely tankards. So uh, between us, we're getting quite a lot of cutlery, yeah. If only, uh, just for reference, tournament organisers, if you ever wanted to give out some commemorative plates, they would be go down a storm. They'd just be fantastic, eating thrones off like Ash's face. Don't tempt me, Bill. <laughs> when, you, when you say commemorative plates, you mean like the ones that they have on like the back of uh, the Sunday supplement magazines that cost like forty nine ninety nine and three easy instalment type collectible. Yeah, sure. But only go up in value, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> when I finished my masters we made commemorative plates in that we bought some plates just white plates from the shop and like wrote messages to each other like a yearbook and uh that's quite nice so i've got that in my parents room on a in my parents room in my parents house on proud display yeah so it's quite fun now that's the the big two tournaments over the last few weeks been done I'm trying to think if there's anything else, or if we just want to kind of have a quick, ru- uh, quick rundown of things that are happening in the next couple of weeks. Is anything important happening? I mean, in a couple of weeks we'll do our pre-Starlock episode. Before that, I'm trying to think. There's, there's some nonsense going on in America in a couple of weeks, but is that Iowa Worlds? It's there's the Iowa one, yeah. Uh, They're 
Iowa Worlds. Yeah. Nothing, nothing overly important. Nothing that makes much it's... of a difference over here, anyway. <laughs> we'll pay lip service to the fact that something's going on. Something's happening. And, we, you know, we've got a national champion network that's going over there to try and show them what, this, yeah. and show them what we're made of. That's very I think he can show them what we're made of. I think if anyone can. Indeed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, all joking aside, I mean, good luck to... Good luck to everyone going to Worlds. Good luck to our national champion going to Worlds. There's another couple of Brits I know going over. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and another few that are going over. There's obviously all the all the European champions that are going over to. Uh, uh, is it still in Minnesota? Yep. It is still in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh-huh. FFG haven't moved. If only it was in a more desirable part of America. As game shops go, Peter, the FFG Game Center is legitimately spectacular. Like, yeah, but has it got a hard rock cafe nearby? No, but it has, you know, it's got like a pretty decent restaurant. It's got a lot of local craft beers. It's got every single FFG game um, that you could ever want and all its expansions. It's It actually sells other games like Warhammer. It runs like magic events. Um, it's got a lending game library that's pretty damn extensive and there's loads and loads of room. Um, it's a really, really good venue. It's just in Minnesota. Yeah. So, which is a we could do banter, banter on throw, banter behind the throne on tour. In Minnesota, that sounds expensive, but if you're paying Peel, I mean, obviously it's a business expense, so uh, we'll just put it through the podcast accounts. Um, I'll make sure that you know I, I might have to trade in some of the camper vans that we've got. Um, but then again, we might need them because we're going on a plane. Business class, all right for you two? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it'll do. Well, I, I I pay for first, but we're not going to be on the plane long enough. It's not Australia we're going. Business is yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, good luck to everyone going to Worlds, and good luck to good luck to Evan, and good luck to everyone else uh, sent over from the UK that's going over. And uh, yeah, knock on bed. And uh, I'm sure when we do our next episode, which will be our Stalic kind of preview before we all bugger off over there, again, we'll probably talk about what happened there. But in the meantime, gentlemen, if you have nothing else, anything else, people? Um... Hmm. Oh, no, not really anything else.